Leaky Bucket of Profits, Episode 9, Stop Using Beer Case Metrics to Run Your Business. Are you frustrated with the profitability of your business but don't know how to fix it? Well, you're about to get your answers and some secrets on how to do that in this episode. Hi there, my name is Tony Malik. I'm the author of the book, Leaky Bucket of Profits, and this series is dedicated to the content in my book where I dedicate an episode for each chapter so you can get a lot of the value from the book without having to read it. But that being said, I do suggest you do pick up a body, a, a copy of the book because uh, I often refer to various charts and illustrations that are in the book that may help you understand some of the information here. So I I hear this a lot. A lot of business owners are frustrated with the profits of their business, but they don't know how to fix it. They don't really know why the profits are the way they are. And the reason is, is that many business owners use what I call beer case metrics to run their business. What is beer case metrics? Well, think of it this way. You work hard all week. It's Friday. You've got all the checks you've collected from your various customers. You run down to the bank, you deposit it, you run back to the office, you write all the checks out to pay your suppliers and your employees. And if you have enough money left in the bank for a case of beer, you must be doing okay. So in other words, you're not measuring anything. You're not quite sure why your profits are the way they are and not quite, and also not sure what to do about it. If you don't like the numbers on your financial statements, Where do you even start to figure out on how to fix it? So what we're going to talk about today is something called key productivity indicators or KPIs. That's a system for you to measure the front line of your business so that you know where where the productivity and the performance areas are. And based on that information, you can take corrective actions pretty quickly so that you can drive profits. As well as by having good productivity indicators, what it does for you is in between those monthly or quarterly or or annual financial statements you get, a good KPI system will give you a pretty good idea of how your business is doing and whether it's on track to make a profit without even seeing financial statements. So here we go. Here's how we're going to do it. Think of a a KPI system as as, as being the same as a dashboard in your vehicle. As you're driving down the road, you've got your dashboard, right? You've got your speedometer, you have a tachometer, you know what your oil pressure is, you know what your water pressure, whether you have enough water, whether your engine's overheating. And what the, the dashboard does is it tells you how your engine is doing without really having to look underneath the hood. That's what a KPI system does. It, it, it gives you the type of information as you're running your business to know whether your business is doing okay and if there is a problem, your KPI numbers will start to show you where the problems are so you can take corrective action. So just in, as with a car, if you see low oil pressure, well, that's a sign to get to a gas station right away check your, and check your oil, and you may have to put in some new oil before your engine blows up. Well, it's kind of the same with a KPI system for a business is understanding what your numbers are, where are the problem areas, and discovering those quickly so that you can take corrective action before you end up with a much bigger problem and your losses start mounting. A good KPI system should give you enough information that if you were sitting on a beach in Hawaii and somebody sent you, say, a weekly KPI report, 
you would know how your business is doing all the way from Hawaii. And if you saw some numbers you didn't like, you could get on the phone and call your management team and say, hey, why is this number the way it is? We need to dig in and fix it now. You're taking corrective action without having to wait to even get back from vacation. In episode eight, where I talk about turbocharging your profits, I I mentioned that it's important to know what your gross profits are. That's a where really a lot of the leaks in the bucket are is is in, in the gross profits and, and being able to improve those. But if you don't like your gross profits, how do you know where to start looking? What a KPI does, it gives you the story behind those numbers. It allows you to say, okay, my gross profits weren't where I wanted it to be, but because of my KPIs, I know where to start looking. For instance, you might notice that your technicians, uh, their billable hours aren't where they're supposed to be. So now you can start looking at strategies to improve their billable hours per week. For instance, are they spending too much time going to the wholesaler where, let's face it, when a tech goes to a wholesaler, maybe it's a half hour drive there, it's a half hour drive back. They're there for 20, 25 minutes while they grab a cup of coffee, maybe talk to some, some of the gang around there. And before you know it, you've lost a couple hours of billable time. So what corrective actions, for instance, could you take in that situation so that you are able to bill more per day? Well, one of the solutions I worked on with a client of mine is we discovered that quite often techs were running down to the supplier to pick up some of those common items that were used on a daily basis. So one of the things we did is we ensured that all the vans were stocked, properly stocked with those daily regular items so they did not have to go to the supplier near as often. And that, as a matter of fact, we cut back those trips to the supplier by as much as 80%. So that allowed for a lot more billable hours per day. So a simple move like that can make a huge difference to your profits. And we may not have known about that unless we were measuring billable hours per day. So that's just one good example of how this can help you transform your business. So what do you measure? What are the things you measure to give you an idea where the productivities are? So on one of the things I've done is in the book on page 104, chart or figure 9.1, I give some ideas based on various types of businesses on some of the things that you could measure in your business. Now, every business owner is comfortable knowing different information, so there isn't one thing that every business should always measure. It's really specific to your business. But in this chart, I do give some ideas of things that you could measure in your business to help you understand where your numbers are coming from. So I'm going to just read a few things from the, from the chart to give you a bit better idea. I literally have a copy of the book in my hand. So, so for instance, in the mobile trades, you know, electrical service, HVAC, plumbing, pest control, locksmithing, all, all those types of businesses. Things that you may want to measure, for instance, is your revenue per tech per day, uh, the percentage of callbacks. Percentage of a callbacks gives you an idea of, of are, do you have a quality control problem? Are your techs getting the jobs done properly? If, if you're having to go back too often, it's an indication that your tech perhaps needs more training and really need to assess their ability to do the job. You may be measuring, for instance, product sales per tech. Perhaps there's a percentage of revenue that you expect your techs to sell on a daily basis. One that's used in a lot of industries is percentage of overtime to the total payroll. A lot of businesses accept that there is going to be a certain amount of overtime, but if that overtime goes beyond a certain percentage of your total payroll, it may be an indication, first of all, you might have a productivity issue, or you may need to, to consider 
adding another tech, depending on how far over the you know how far over that benchmark is that you're you're currently paying for overtime, but as well as understanding first of all why you're paying overtime. Is it a productivity issue or are you just getting really busy? Something some some things that manufacturers may want to measure, for instance, is units produced per hour. And it could be units produced per hour for the plant. It could be units produced per hour uh, for a specific station. Waste factor, a percentage, you know, what's your waste percentage? How much of your raw material goes to waste? Order turnaround time, how many days does it take to turn around an order? Uh, your defect rate. And, and from a safety point of view is, uh, you know, percentage of the payroll that goes to injuries that you have to pay out and say in, in, in uh, that, that is covered by WCB, for instance. So th those are some ideas that may give you an idea about where your profits are or are not. For instance, if your units per hour has come down, if, first of all, if you see your profits are down, th then you look and you, know, you see your units per hour is down. Well, guess what? Your productivity is down, which means your cost per unit has actually gone up. So that allows you to take some corrective action. With contractors, for instance, for instance, you might also want to know, okay, what are your billable hours per man per day? You may also want to measure, quite often jobs are quoted and you have a budget for laborers. How is your, from a percentage point of view, how is your labor cost compared to what you budgeted for and is it on track? So those are things by, if you find that your labor is going, for instance, over budget for where that stage of the job is at, you could start taking corrective action now to correct it before waiting for the whole job to see whether you made money or not because by then it's too late to take those corrective actions. And how about logistics and warehousing? You could you could be tracking things such as uh, pieces picked per hour, pallets shipped per hour, back orders. What's the percentage of orders that are back ordered? You know, in that type of a case, it might be an indication if your back orders are high is to first of all look at how, what types of products are being backordered and are there commonly stocked items? That may be an indication you have to take a look at your inventory control system and adjust your min-max inventory so that you always have those popular items in stock and reduce your backorders because that just causes more work, increases everybody's cost. So those are some really basic ideas of some things some industries might measure in their business. But again, it comes down to what do you need to know in your business? So now you're convinced, okay, I need a KPI system. Now what? How do I get this started? How do I do it? Where do I get this information from? These are really good questions to ask yourself. So where the information comes from is the front lines of your business. It's information that's gathered on the shop floor, uh, through your techs, through your, your foreman, and there's a different ways that that could be done. If you're, for instance, if you're in the mobile services business, Somebody in the office needs to be assigned to, to gathering this information. And it could be as simple as if, if one of the things you're tracking is billable hours per day per tech. Well, then somebody in the office needs to take all those work orders and invoices and calculate how many, you know, based on their revenue, how many hours did that tech, was that tech able to bill out for you uh, during that day? And they can pile it on a spreadsheet or some means that they can roll up that information in a format that makes sense to you. So that's just one way that could be, could be done. On a shop floor, for instance, somebody, for instance, at the front at a st production station may need to enter, you know, what batch they're starting, how, how long they worked on that batch, how many units were produced in that batch. And then that information can make it its way to the office where it gets rolled up and, and compiled as well. Now, there's a couple ways this could be done. You can use a, a basic paper system. 
and collect it manually. So all these reports come in a paper form to the office and then it gets compiled in the office. Or you can use an electronic system where it's being entered and collected right at the shop floor or by the, you know, by the tech and it's electronically being rolled up to the office so you don't have all that paperwork. And there's advantages to disadvantages of both. The big advantage to the paper side or using paper, obviously, it's, it's relatively low cost. You don't have to invest in all kinds of uh, input terminals and, and, and expensive software to, to, to get it going. But you're going to have a lot of paper. You're relying on everybody handing in their paperwork on time, filling the forms in uh, correctly. But then once it gets to the office, somebody's got a responsible to enter all this information into some kind of a system, whether it's a spreadsheet or any other type of system, that it can produce a report that makes sense to you. But the advantage is it can be done inexpensively to get started. With an electronic system, typically there's going to be a point, a terminal at the point of collection. For instance, on a shop floor in a manufacturing plant, there may be a computer terminal or an iPad that's right at the station that the operator of the machine, for instance, or that station can enter the information automatically. They can enter it as they go. In a mobile service business, again, the tech might have an iPad or perhaps you're using an online platform. And there's a lot of good online platforms out there that allow your techs to enter their information as they go so that electronically everything's being uploaded to your office as it happens. And that information can easily be uh, massaged and processed into meaningful reports to you with, with minimal, if any, manual intervention. You're probably asking yourself, well, which is better? Ideally, the electronic system is a lot more automated, less prone to errors, less prone to paper getting lost, and, and really double eliminates double entry because with a paper system, somebody's got to write down the information onto a sheet and then some, somebody else has to take that sheet and then enter it into the system, which is really double entry. The electronic system allows it only to be entered once. But the, the advantage of a paper system, it's relatively inexpensive to get into, especially if you don't have any type of a KPI system in your business. It's a great way to kind of get people used to it, to introduce you know, the measurement culture into your business, but also allows you to adjust and figure out exactly what information do you really need to collect before you make any investments into an electronic system or electronic capture system, which can be a lot more expensive to implement, but also to make changes if you need to adjust what you're collecting. So quite often I'll be suggesting to clients as well, start with a paper system, let's get used to it, let's see what information we're getting, and then we can talk about utilizing a more substantial, sophisticated system that automates things down the road. Here are, here are a few things to keep in mind when getting a KPI system started in your business. First of all, give it some time to get the kinks out. Keep in mind that it takes, for this to work, it takes a lot of discipline and consistency from everybody. You're going to have people that are going to forget to enter the information. You're going to have people that are going to lose paperwork. You're going to, and at the same time, it takes time for the information to, for the law of averages to work their way through. So if you do get numbers in on your first day and, and they don't look good, don't get too upset. You need those law of averages to work their way through. So you need enough days, sometimes even sometimes even enough months of data to come through so that you know you see some 
highs, you see some lows, but then you need to understand what the real normal is. And that sometimes could take weeks or even a month or two, depending on what you're measuring, to get the real numbers. So be patient with it, work out the kinks, and just give it some time before you start putting a lot of weight into the numbers you're seeing. Also be aware of the human element. You may get some pushback from some employees because they may feel that if they're entering everything about what they're doing, is that perhaps you're watching them too closely, you're trying to catch them on something. So just be aware that that is what they might be thinking and reassure them this is just about rolling up information so you can understand the business better and make better decisions for everyone concerned. If you're still struggling with how to get this going, bring in some outside help. Your accountant could help. There are consultants out there that specialize in helping businesses implement uh, measuring systems and measuring processes. And sometimes even your business coach, if you have a business coach, they can help depending on their background. I know I've helped uh, some clients implement KPI systems with their business, and it made a huge difference in us being able to determine where some of their problem areas were and coming up with ways to solve it. There's this saying in business that says, you can't manage what you don't measure. And that's what this is all about. If we're not measuring parts of our business, we understand why the numbers are the way they are. How do we make corrective actions? How do we make informed decisions to be sure that the decisions we're making are going to have the positive effect we we want to have? So stop using beer case metrics. Start measuring your business so that you can transform it into a cash-generating profit machine. This is Tony Malik, your host and the author of Leaky Bucket of Profits. And if you haven't had a chance, I invite you to download and listen to the previous episodes in this series, as well as look for future ones as I continue to cover the chapters of the book, Leaky Bucket of Profits. Thanks for dropping by, and have a great day. 